Welcome to another episode of Art and Jacob do America. On this episode, we discuss the unsolved mystery that is cattle mutilation. We discuss whether it's natural decomposition, cults, the government, UFOs, or Big Beef. Stay tuned and find out this unsolved mystery. All right, so here today to talk about Peggy Lipton. Peggy Lipton. T- tell me about Peggy Lipton. Who's Passed Peggy away Lipton? at age 72. Was that today? Yeah, she died today. What? Oh, fucking rest in peace. Pour out a little liquor. Just not on my fucking floor, okay, guys? <laughs> she was on the Twin Peaks. Anyways, what are we here to talk about? We are to talk about... Well, let's, let's, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Art. I'm Jacob. I'm Eric. And we are the Art and Jacob Do America podcast featuring Dr. Eric B. Castillo. The original the, sexican. I was going to say the filthiest man on the internet, but yeah, that's it. I was going to say the most tangical man on the internet. The most lovable man on the internet. Tan- tangential, you mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't mispronounce the most words on the internet, but you mispronounce a lot. <laughs> I do. Well, I'm fucking tired, man. I'm a, I'm a blue-collar man, okay, with a white-collar job. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that went over Art's head, but anyways. Actually, you do look confused, Art. What's going on? I wasn't listening, and then I was like... <laughs> He's really <laughs> sad by this Peggy Lipton lady. She died. She died. Peggy Damn. Lipton died one year ago today. Insert Tupac's pour out a little liquor right here, yep. guys. Rest in peace, baby. But anyways, we are here to talk about... I was going to say, do you think Peggy Lipton's body got mutilated at all? The most tangible man on the internet. Probably. I was making a segue. It, and gentle, damn it. If you're going to try to insult me, at least do it right. Uh, <laughs> fucking! Uh, think I think she, she was. You think she was mutilated? You think she, she had any of her well, blood left? Well, in the autopsy picture, she was missing an eyeball. Oh shit! Oh. Just like cattle mutilation. So we are here to talk about before Eric tangentially interrupts me again or mutilates. We are Jacob here to segue. talk about <laughs> cattle mutilation. I feel like Greg should do the intro <laughs> to that. Just be like cattle mutilation. That's pretty good. I would say let's bring him on, but he might drop the end bomb in the middle of that. Yeah. Oh, son, it's okay because I have like two black friends, son. Cattle <laughs> mutilation. That was a random N word, Greg. Why, would you, why did you do that? It's okay, man. I got a Mexican girlfriend. <laughs> but I don't even worry about it. Anyway, so Art, uh, you've been. We, we previously kind of covered this a couple of times. Uh, one of our original conspiracy episodes. Uh, where we touched on, I believe it was the first Aliens episode we did, episode seven, and then we touched on it. Do you more... remember that episode? I don't remember that. I remember. We... I do remember it, and I'm trying to forget about it because it was I remember not that good. Googling like everything um, as we on were... the spot, like it was just kind of like <laughs> Jacob would be like, "Well, what about that? What about that?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's." Just... And I remember um, the. Uh, Lima, Peru, the Nazca lines. That's the only mm. thing I remember talking about. In that yeah, episode. it was a bad episode, guys. Sh- they should probably get their own episode. <laughs> yeah. Lima, so, Peru? Yeah. The Peruans. The Nazca lines. Peruans and Nazca And then we went over it again um, during the 37th parallel, which got some pretty good steam behind it, which we'll go over later, maybe next week or the week after. Uh, but here is the episode that we are going to go full on 
and specific detail about cattle mutilation. So, Art, want to take the torch on this bone, baby? So, here's the thing about cattle mutilation, right? Cattle die all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what separates these deaths from the regular good old things where we see, you know, I think we've all seen dead, animal. dead animals yeah. at some point, you know? I saw one today. I grew up uh, cutting chickens off, the heads off chickens. Um, I kind of see how much blood comes out from those chickens. You kind of know what a dead animal looks like. Mm-hmm. I have two dogs that have killed several other animals <laughs> so i see i see i know what an animal attack looks like i know what what to look for a bunch of feathers a bunch of whatever a struggle a struggle a fairly gruesome and messy sight yeah yeah so that's kind of a predator a larger predator taking on a, a smaller predator or you know whatever anyways these separate themselves because of their cleanliness their position and sometimes their scent I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. Know, it is a good yeah. So, number one thing, a lot of these um, incisions, a lot of the wounds, they are surgically precise. Are we getting into this already? Yeah, let's go yeah, over uh, some yeah. of the most this common. Definitely yeah. sur- okay, so this is probably the biggest one, the precision of them. Uh, sometimes reproductive organs have been completely removed. Um, entire anuses of cows. One of the cases that we'll probably talk about is uh, the horse named Lady, who was, um, her entire head was almost skinned, uh, almost to a surgical precision. Um, eyeballs are often removed. Tongues are removed. Ears, genitals, lymph nodes, and um, sections of flesh. So, um, like Art said, that we've all seen dead animals. We've all seen, you know, different stages of decomposition. Like there's a dump here in town in Bakersfield where, you know, a lot of people go and that's where they'll practice shooting at illegally. And um, you'll see a lot (laughs) of, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very ghetto. Um, So anyways, you'll see a lot of like dumped pets or, you know, animals that go to die there. Um, And you'll, you, you see different stages of decomposition and, you know, you'll see, you know, parts of the flesh missing, but it's very non, non-discriminate it's just like missing here and it's 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 not a pretty sight the the flesh that's missing on these animals it's it's almost like somebody took the most accurate laser or you know dr pimple popper if you will she got one of her tools one of her you know um her skin removal tools and like like a scalpel or no not even a scalpel like like a laser Dr. pimple popper the hell is that dr pimple popper uh Sue something or other. She's she has Sandra no, Lee. Sandra Lee. That's right. She has like a show on now. The- now she has a show on uh, HGTV or something like that. And TLC, but it, sir. TLC, and it used to be because you're learning. Because <laughs> it used it used to be just like an Instagram and uh, Snapchat account and YouTube account, and it's just yeah, it's just different. What does she uh, do? Just pop pimples? Yeah, yeah. She's a dermatologist, and so she pops pimples. She takes out blackheads. She deals Move with boils. like uh, cysts and oh. all sorts of stuff like that, and and so. Cool. Mm-hmm. Enrique Iglesias is little like yeah, I noticed right? that. Yeah, he didn't think I was gonna notice, but that shit's missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, she uses like all these tools that you know yeah. precisely remove things from people's skin, you know, and it looks like that. Like she has all these different tools. It's fascinating as fuck. If you've never seen Doctor Pimple Popper, I highly re- yeah. recommend watching it. Cosmetic You'll- surgery is an art form, man. Yeah, and that's what it looks like. It looks like a, a like a, a dermatologist or even a plastic surgeon went in and removed specific sections, almost. 
artistically from these animals. It's not. It doesn't look like anything that's a result of natural decomposition or a predator coming in or yeah. even like a maggot. Speaking of decomposition, a lot of times, even when animals die, I remember one time I saw these like four vultures eating an animal, right? Mm-hmm. And they were there almost all day just going at it. Because yeah. vultures, you know, if you see one up close, they're the size of a fucking German shepherd, like a huge ass. You know, they're... Mm-hmm. They, they hover over an animal almost the size of a human would. Um, they spend a lot of time. A lot of these cases, the um, at catamulations, um, those predators did not did not eat the remains. They, there was they were scared rarely, of it. Rarely of ever any cases of flies even on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of animals. So catamulation is, is a lot of ranchers, a lot of domesticated cattle being found and... Uh, being found mutilated on on the grounds on their ranch so it's not like that they're even being taken away anywhere it is uh bred bought uh domesticated animals cows horses goats um so on and so forth that are just dead and it's it's out of south park they're just heaps on the ground heaps of mm-hmm. meat on the ground sometimes cows just turn yeah. themselves inside out inside out dog that's all that's <laughs> it man fucking uh but like you guys are saying so these creatures are ending up they're not just like inside out splattered like a, a grenade went off in their fucking colon or whatever the hell you know what i mean they didn't get a taco bell or whatever mm-hmm. fucking we're talking about creatures that are killed in a surgical manner and the bodies are left there often body parts are as as have been already uh kind of mentioned but certain body parts are completely missing um, blood is completely drained from the body without a speck being left in the body on the ground, anything like that. The ground around the animal is totally undisturbed. No footprints, no mm-hmm. animal prints. Doesn't look like there's been a struggle. Doesn't look, look like there's been a scuffle. And oftentimes predators, scavengers, other domesticated animals, flies, like you said, will just stay the fuck away. They're completely freaked out. I did see a case, and I don't know if we were going to touch on this case. You said that the ground was undisturbed around it. Yeah. But there was a case where um, I believe it was a cow or a bull or something that was um, it was in it was in the snow, and it looked like the snow around it had melted and then refroze again, so the surface was different now. It was mm-hmm. more icy than snow at, yeah. around where the cow was. And you'll see a lot of times, too, um, in most cases, I try to Google as much as I could to find, like, the specific numbers on it, but I couldn't. Um, but a lot of cases you'll find, you know, it, these animals have been, it, like, dropped off there, like, the, the, the ground that they're at. It looks like they fell down there. Like you, there's even pictures of them, like in trees, or they they crushed the plants yeah. or whatever. That, that is very um, like missing four one one style. Exactly, and uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. You know the various uh, reasons why we believe this is, but it goes into why you're not seeing tracks, you know, up to the body and whatnot. Because in most cases, you know, I, like I said, I try to find the specific number of it, but in most cases. They they were picked. It looked like they were dropped off from you know an aircraft. If you will. we don't have the exact number, but we'll just say sixty nine for right now. Yes. Yeah, sixty nine. That's, that's a very exact scientific exact number. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. like pi. Solid. As uh, as the local scientist, I'll allow it. <laughs> sixty nine. Let's get it on <laughs> Mills Lane. <laughs> so okay, so we gone over a little bit about the the general features mm-hmm. um the specific features the, the fact that other creatures don't want to come to uh even inspect these mutilated animals so um what kind of stories do we have about these creatures being found you know what i mean what are we 
Well, the first story you have is um, around 1606. And to me, this, I mean, a lot of people um, cite this case. That's earlier than anything I know. Yeah, 1606 and around the shires. That's why it caught my eye because of the shires <laughs> of, of London, around the shires of London, where whole uh, stocks of sheep uh, were, uh, you know, found mutilated. And to reference an almanac from uh, <laughs> the Jersey Ooh. Devil out episode, this was actually do- uh, documented in one of those almanacs that, you know, in very British language that I couldn't even understand, uh, the King's speech, basically. King's English, right? Yeah. Where, you, where it just looked like fantastic fireworks had taken place. And, you know, where uh, their whole tallow and, you know, their innards were removed. But, you know, the important parts of the sheep, like, you know, the meat and, you know, their, you know, their, their wool was left intact. The stuff that would actually be some sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say contraband. That's not the fucking word. <laughs> a resource. The one that would yes. be an actual resource. Something that, that could be sold or consumed. Basically, the reason for having a flock of sheep, mm-hmm. at least from a human standpoint, <clears throat> that all got left behind. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, before we get into any more stories, um, I wanted to bring this up. When when these animals are found, 59% of the time, it's an eye. Forty-two percent of the eye, or forty percent, forty-two percent of the time, the tongue is missing. Eighty-five percent of the time, genitals are missing. Seventy-six percent of the time, the rectum is missing, and seventy or ninety percent of the time, the animals that are found are between four to five years old. And I googled why, or you know, what the significance of that is. Those are the prime years of a cattle's life, right? Yeah. There. So these are prime animals. Yeah, and and the thing is that with these being cattle with these being domesticated animals for the purposes of some sort of resource whether it be you know meat or uh breeding or milk or whatever the case may be um these types of animals don't normally get the chance to live out a natural life and just die on their own you know once they once they reach their prime in the case of like a uh uh beef cattle they're gonna get killed they're going to get killed off. Obviously, they're going to be slaughtered. You know what I mean? As far as dairy cattle goes, they're usually going to get killed off as well once once they've uh, gotten past the point where they're really producing milk, mm-hmm. healthy milk on a, on a regular basis. So you, you don't you're not going to you know go by a ranch and you're going to see ah shit there's Bessie you know Bessie passed uh, passed away oh my goodness <laughs> so fucking sad like so old lady it's Bess. even more. Um, like when we say that we don't normally see you know a dead animal blown up like this in in a domesticated sense, we very rarely see just a dead animal um, out in on the ranch, you know, out there in the grazing fields or whatever. Anyway, you see it, but it's more due to like sickness or like a wild coyote got a hold of them or whatnot. And these yeah. ranchers that are finding these animals, they know what they know what that looks like. You yeah. know, most of the time, these ranchers and these farm owners or whatnot. Um, they're seeing this. They know what to look for. Oh, okay, there's a coyote track right there. Or oh, a pack of wolves came by. And they Why would be a southern voice? Because that they're uneducated. And so, <laughs> why the south got to be uneducated? That's just facts. Those are facts. <laughs> um, so, anyways, they, they know what to look for. I mean, they, they might be uneducated, quote unquote, per Jacob, <laughs> but they know what to look for. They're they're they got PhDs in what to look for in the deaths of their their livestock. Yeah. So they can see if you know if they had died from you know some kind of disease and whatnot. So. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like a lot of times they they don't want to feed to invest money into a creature they know they're going to kill in a month or oh, whatever. Yeah. So they, they they just get it done with. And mm-hmm. so again, that's that's even 
you know, it's even less control is what I'm saying. It's even mm-hmm. more of, of a weird thing because it's not like, you know, just a random dead animal in a field is, is, yeah. is, and they're that's taking rare a, in and of itself. And they're taking so, it back because they're like, whoa, I don't know what this yeah, is. Exactly. And this, this is shocking me. I've seen a lot of yeah. dead cows in my life. I kill a lot of dead cows in my life. And from, for a farmer like that to be taken aback, yeah. like that says a yeah. lot. So art, you want to talk about snippy? You look like you, you hmm. I just, I was just thinking about that. Oh, uh, snippy. Also known as Lady. Yes. <laughs> um, Snippy was the name that the newspaper gave him, right? Well, also, that was the sire of Lady, um, which the sire, I believe, is the father, correct, Eric? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, the, the actual uh, the father's name. So the newspaper got you know the facts wrong, uh, the fake news media, if you will, uh, got the facts wrong on this. But it was actually Lady, uh, the horse, that got found. So. I, I, th- I, I didn't see that at all. I saw that it got the name Snippy because of the amount of snips that it had to its head. <laughs> no, it no, that's what I that's what I kept seeing. No, no, it was an actual like. No, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad joke. It wasn't a cruel joke. Oh, okay. It, it was like legitimately that was a, a thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. So, um, <laughs> that was a horse though. This one's a horse, so not a mm-hmm. cow. You know, what's funny when I saw that it was a horse, I was kind of blown away because one of the things that Eric had brought up, not during this episode, but when we were kind of talking about this out previously, previously, Eric had brought up something about the blood, and I hope you bring it up later. But anyways. I can. I digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the horse had its head entirely, the skin from the head was entirely removed. Like degloved, if you will. Degloved yeah. perfectly Ooh, yeah. to a surgical precision. When the owners found it right away, you know, this is not a predator. Mm-hmm. This doesn't fit, fit um, the works of a coyote or a wolf. Uh, you know, a coyote or a wolf would go for the fat right away, go for the meat and try to feed off of that. Not, not the skin, the head. So they they went straight to thinking that it was a cult. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. I don't know if you guys saw anything different. Uh, well, yeah, and this is during 1967. So this is like when the hippie movement and everything, the counterculture is, you know, at its peak right here. You know, Jimi Hendrix is playing the Star Spangled Banner with too much the distortion. Star Spangled Banner. Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Star Spangled Banner with too much distortion. And, you know, that it's this is the beginning also too of the satanic panic. So you have a lot of farmers or you know conservative folks too, not just farmers but conservative folks, you know, blaming a lot of things on oh it's those damn satanists, it's those damn occultists. You know they're losing, they're 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 not they're, they're shaking their hips because of Elvis Presley. And, you know they're doing weird things like the you know degloving the head of a horse. <laughs> so I mean, for me personally. Um, my theory on that it, it, it's just a convenient scapegoat yeah. you know to blame it on a cult but during this time period as well there you know in the area that snippy got her head degloved you know they would see mysterious people dressed all in black um one of them might have been tony iomi or geezer butter i don't know <laughs> um and you know at, at one point the sheriff's office said you know they formed like a human um uh, chain. chain and um which i mean that's weird in itself but that doesn't mean that automatically they're the ones responsible for the degloving of snippy yeah uh and this actually got to the point where you know during that time you know within within a decade of snippy or lady or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call her you know skinless you know fucking um <laughs> yeah, there was a, a senator a democratic senator uh floyd haskell who actually was looking to get in the fbi involved in it and, and asking for public support um, due to just how big of a public concern this had become, you know, and this was this was in '75. Um, so he said that there had been 130 mutilations in Colorado alone, and that there had been um, 
reports across nine separate states. Um, and this was in 1975 too. Yeah. So this is about uh, six years, or who no, about 12 years after you know that, or not 12, eight years after, <laughs> eight years after the whole Snippy situation, yeah. and um, it, it's because a lot of farmers in that area and ranchers in that area were like you know talking to their senators or talking to their congressmen. You know, in my work, we say, hey, if you don't like what's going on, you need to talk to your senators and congressmen to get action changed. And so a lot of people were talking to him because Snippy was the, you know, the arrowhead of all this because that was the first case that got national attention here. And so in Colorado, a lot of other ranchers were like, hey, I'm seeing weird stuff like this as well. And then the sheriff's office would go out and, you know, they'd be like, oh, it was probably a coyote or something. And in Snippy's case, they said uh, they didn't even go out. They just said, oh, it was probably lightning strike. They sound like that in Colorado? They sound like that in this part of Colorado. <laughs> I did see that Snippy had a shot in its rump. Mm-hmm. I don't know Ooh. if they were saying that it was... Like a tranquilizer? Like a tranquilizer or a bullet? Like mm-hmm. what? Alien they don't specify you. on shot. Well, well, or Snippy, someone just well, Snippy stuck though. wiener in Snippy. <laughs> well, lady, lady. Lady. Snippy was a sire. Lady was the horse. Sorry. All right. But lady, with Lady's case, that they said that there was a strong medicinal scent in the air. Yeah, like this Which was, is a very common thing for a lot of these cattle mutilation cases. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like I said, this is what you know catapulted this into the mainstream media. And so finally, when you know Floyd Haskell got this across his desk, he said, "Hey, you know, he, he told the FBI like we need to really look into it." And so you know, all throughout the seventies up until nineteen seventy nine, uh, they got a grant. I think it was about for $44,000, which is peanuts <laughs> in yeah. federal money to it's research this. Yeah, <laughs> cacahuates, if you will. Thank you, Art. Uh, to to look at this and see what the, the causation of this could be. And at the end of 1975, um, they estimated it was nearly 8,000 mutilations between New Mexico and Colorado alone, causing $1 million in damage. See, what I saw, and this was this is why this stuck out to me, I saw that it was just in Colorado, but that it was an investigation that was put out by the New Mexico State Police, mm-hmm. which was weird. Like they 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 outsourced it to take it to someone that was. It might have been. It might have been what both. I saw but too. yeah, that it, that it like got outsourced to an outside. But regardless, uh, this is a big reason why a lot of ranchers are looking or you know really want to look into this. Is you know if you look at that number, eight thousand mutilations, whether it be in Colorado or Colorado, New Mexico, mm-hmm. eight thousand mutilations that are resulting in a million dollars in damage. I mean, th- there is a reason why, you know, cattle inspectors is a, is a federal uh, position. You know, we, we go into the stores and we see... <laughs> cattle inspector? And, yeah, no, my, my best friend's father, after he retired oh, from CHP, sorry. he's now a cattle inspector in Nevada. Um, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a so big it's, industry. It's, it's a huge industry because we go to the store and we look at just like beef and we look at, you know, this side of ribs that's, you mm-hmm. know, going to be four or five bucks a pound or, you know... We're going to get, you know, fucking uh, uh, asada. This is this is just going to be like three bucks a pound, you know, depending on what particular cut of meat it comes from. And, you know, we're looking at it in that respect. But the actual sale of an entire animal, like a, of, of a fucking cow, of a horse, of, you know, that transfer, that is basically like, you know, selling a car. That It's somewhere in between selling a car and selling a house as far mm-hmm. as like price goes, depending on the car that you're getting. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a lot of um, not just... Uh, money that you're going to get out of the creature um you know not just all the meat that you're going to get out of it but you have to put a lot into it because yeah you got to feed it you have to grow it to the point that uh um you know if it's going to be four or five years especially if you're you're looking at a a, a beef cattle 
I mean, that's four or five years that you have to invest into it to get that animal into its prime before you see an actual return. You know what I mean? Because that, unlike a dairy cow that you can milk every day, uh, a beef cattle, you're not going to get any money of it until you, you slaughter the thing and sell it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so there's a lot of time and money invested into these into these creatures. The actual sale of it, you've got to get it certified. You have to get all sorts of paperwork done. There does usually have to be a cattle inspector involved, you know, depending on, on what state you're in. Um, there's a lot of money involved in just one one fucking animal. Yeah. And so, I mean, when you start seeing them drop off, like even if you see only one or two drop off in mysterious ways on your property, you want someone to fucking do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's huge. It's basically food on your plate, Mm -hmm. you know, and you go to uh, like a butcher, like an actual place that sells like a lot of different cuts of meat, not just Rainbow Market or or, uh, Vallarta. Like they sell the actual like legs of the cow. They sell the tongues of the cow. They sell Sell the the whole head if you want to buy the whole head. Yeah, they'll sell you the brain. They'll sell you the liver. They'll sell you the heart. They'll sell you every piece of that cow. By the way, cow brain, delicious. God, you're gross. Get out of here. Those are called sesos, by the way. Like uh, It's like avocado. Do you spread it on toast? Oh, Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, dude. See, this is the part where I stop being Mexican. I'm, I'm going to be white right here, okay? At this certain <laughs> juncture of the podcast. Um, but the reason why, okay, it's, you know, between Mexico and Colorado is because, well, like we talked about with the 37th parallel, this it, th- was unusual activity um, around this whole area. Yeah. Well, so, okay, not only is this unusual, so a couple of the other characteristics that are unusual about cattle mutilations in themselves, is even this, bro, maybe uh, you want to get a little more scientific, but um, there were extremely high levels of zinc inside of, inside of the when they did the uh, cow al- al- autopsies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> high levels of potassium. Uh, the blood was pink and did not coagulate even after several days of it of it being deceased. So I don't know, Eric. You're the scientist. How long does well, it re- usually Well, that was take? a case that was in New Mexico, um, where. They they would find you know they a part a part of the cow went to actually let me pull it up here Los Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory where the liver and um, the heart the liver and two were the liver and heart were sent to two separate um, uh, private labs but um, the, the most of the heart bone muscle samples were sent to Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory and I was like why does that sound familiar. And that's pretty much where the Manhattan Project <laughs> was birthed at. Um, but yeah, no, they found, you know, that, you know, the heart had, you know, these unnaturally four times the normal level of zinc, potassium, and phosphorus, and they had no explanation of it. And then the liver had zero amounts of copper in it. And I think Art was alluding to this to Eric. I don't know what the significance of that is, but that seems pretty dire. Yeah, no, that that is, I mean, just the fact that, uh, you know, as we know, for ourselves as human beings that we need certain things in our bodies to keep up, you know, everything running straight. You know what I mean? We need uh, potassium. We need vitamin A. We need, you know, zinc. We need, and we need them all at different levels mm-hmm. and uh, uh, too much of certain things bad, too little of certain things will be bad. And so the significance of this is the fact that it's just, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the These levels being elevated up or down, uh, might fluctuate anyway, but the fact that Los Alamos found all of these things, all of these things, in such significantly out of whack numbers is just all sorts of a red flag. You and know, not like, only that, that, but like the heart, like they said, and and the liver had the contact the the texture of that of peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yeah, I and saw that. 
this cow was found within 24 hours. And that, to me, that's a little weird. Like, okay, for example, I was doing yard work today. I found two separate dead animals, okay? It was a dead bird and then a dead rat. And that you could tell, you know, the cat got a hold of it or whatever and, like, you know, right. killed it just to kill it, right? And, you know, parts of its body was open. And you could tell it had been sitting there for a couple of days. And you know, recently, you know. The rat or the, or the bird? Both of them. And because I have a bunch of cats that live in this area. And so, you know like cats do you know they'll kill something and leave it you know somewhere for you to find you know because they want you to think they did a good yeah. job right and so it'd been you can tell it'd been sitting there for a while and you can see some of its innards and definitely immediately i thought about the peanut butter example yeah. from this you know cow that was found in new mexico and i was like how does that just happen this was this these animals were sitting in the sun and it was about 85 degrees today you know, New Mexico, Colorado, they have similar climates to us, right? Yeah. And I was like, how does that just happen? You know, it's baking in the sun. You know, it, it had previously rained, you know. So, I mean, it, it's not like it got soggy, you know, out there or whatever. How does this just turn into <laughs> In like 24 hours. Yeah, in 24 yeah. hours, a quick amount of period. So, that's that's troubling as well. Like creamy peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, chunky peanut butter. I remember uh, when uh, when I was a kid, me, me and my... Uh, well, my, un- my uncle, Michael Rubin, brought... Uh, uh, up to my grandparents' ranch, a pig. You know, we went to, went to the butchers, got a slaughtered pig, and brought it out, and we got the casso out, and we got a few things, and we cooked the pig. You made chicharrones, and we had carritas, and all this stuff. And we had most of the organs as well. Tripas. Mm-hmm. Love tripas tacos. It's my favorite. Um, and we were fucking around with my aunt. She says she wanted some carritas. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, no problem. And so me and my cousin Mike, we got the heart, and we just kind of cut it into a square, and then we fried it in the casso. And then we gave it to her, and she was kind of like eating it. And like this is this is weird. It's tough. It's like, you know, it it's, it tastes like carnitas, but it's it's not. You know, there's something about it that's just little. Mm. And we were we were laughing because we told her she. Ate. Now of course, you know, we fried the parts we cut <laughs> off, and we ate that because we knew what we were doing. It was still tasty, but I mean, the heart is a muscle. You know, the heart should have the consistency of like, you know, uh, a fucking rump roast. You know what I mean? Or uh, it's not gonna just yeah. If if you're if you're expecting if you're thinking oh well the heart is a completely different organ you know it, it might. It might be treated differently. It might react differently than, you know, a fucking drumstick or, you know, whatever the case. Like, no, that's not the case. It is. I mean, it's it's a completely different type of muscle, but it's still a fucking muscle. Um, one of the things that I saw as far as like the, the Los Alamos case, uh, the Los Alamos lab and their results was one of the most significant. And from what I could tell, for whatever reason, it's one of the more uh, it's one of the more well publicly well documented mm-hmm. i'm sure that like all sorts of different labs do- documented everything very well but this is one of the ones i could find actually you know what i mean um but a bunch of different animals by no stretch of the imagination all of them but a, du- a bunch of different animals made their ways to a bunch of different labs fed- uh, uh, federal and independent and mm-hmm. you know let's be real when we say federal labs we mean independent contracted labs but still <laughs> shout out that. jesus <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway uh and a bunch of these labs, a lot of them did find very similar um, results as far as elevated minerals and vitamins and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other labs found complete opposite in the fact that there were deficiencies mm-hmm. in all of these same vitamins and minerals and, and, and whatnot. Um, and then a bunch of labs found that things were fairly normal. And then some saw mixes. And so, like, yeah, when you look at a single lab result and, you know, or you send, like, one cow uh, or, or one sample, you know, from one from one mutilated cow to two different labs, they're going to get similar results. You know what I mean? Similar things. But across the labs and across the creatures, there's not really a consistency. And so when I first saw that, my first thought was, 
hey, you know what I mean? It, it, what, hey. it, it could just be whatever. You know what I mean? That that doesn't mean, you know, it, yeah. Art, Art over here, you know, he sits inside most of the day. You know, he's he's uh, vitamin D deficient. <laughs> you know, if he just keels over one day, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean, you know, and, and we do an autopsy on him. Oh, this motherfucker was uh, deficient in vitamin D. That doesn't mean anything. You know, that doesn't mean that, you know, he, yeah. you know, the fact that he got hit by a car. It, the vitamin D deficiency doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just, it's just a fact of, you know, the way that he lived. You know what yeah. I mean? So this could be something that's in the something that's in water, something that's in uh, the grass, something that's lacking in the water or the grass. You know what or I mean? Or two, like, okay, uh, we used to let cows just eat grass, right? Yep. And now we have them eat, you know, they're, they're corn fed now, which is something that is, wreaks havoc on these cows. It makes them sicker. And so that, that could be something, too. Yeah. You know, because I was doing a lot of... Of research on that because you know the popular thing now is eat grass-fed beef you know because it's a healthier animal um it's not as sick as an animal that you know has been fed corn you uh, there was a documentary that i watched on netflix years ago and they were talking about the benefits you know between you know the health of an animal that eats you know corn you know and it shows you know that animal is very sick you know they have to pump full of antibiotics and whatnot Versus a cow that is just free ranging, eating you know healthy grass. Right. Um, an example of this would be uh, Kerrygold butter. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it's a it's considered a very good uh, butter for people that you know are on a ketogenic diet. You know that use you know that bulletproof coffee uh, because uh, it, the cows are free range and they eat you know this green you know Irish. Irish lush grass. That's, <laughs> you know, ketogenic diet. That's like the hot diet right now. Yeah. And ninety nine percent of people do it wrong. And not only that, though. <laughs> I'm on the ketogenic diet right now. Let me drink my beer. <laughs> but anyway. if you're not mes- measuring your ketosis, you're not doing it right. <laughs> but that, that that's that could be a reason, too, that why these cows are right, deficient exactly. in these, these minerals, because they're eating corns and grains that they're not supposed to be eating. Right. And there's and there's all sorts of cases of this. And but in wouldn't, fact- you, wouldn't you get that? Like, like wouldn't that be a... A thing that you would find in every cow at this point. It's not like you're feeding these specific cows, the ones that are dying, corn and all the well, other. Well, no, ones. it's it's going to depend from ranch to ranch and from and for what the purpose is. I was going to say a tembler here in town. We got a burger and um, the 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 burger here. The whole point of it, it's a Santa Barbara carrot bur- Corota burger, mm-hmm. and the whole point is that the beef is grass fed beef. Excuse me, which is finished on carrots like the last three months of its life before slaughter. So along with along with the grass that it eats the entire time, excuse me, they feed it carrots, mm-hmm. and specifically for this purpose, you know what I mean? Because it's supposed to make the the meat a little richer and a little a little sweeter. I need to try this burger. I love that. And place. so it's it's not bad. And there is actually you can taste the difference between grass fed and like corn fed and grain fed and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But but again, but the point is that the different diets might vary depending on what you're trying to get out of it, how much money you can afford, and if, yeah, if we're saying like three grass fed beef. Uh, cows from three completely different regions i mean you know the, the emphasis is on the cow but we're assuming the grass is the same too i mean the grass could be you know nitrogen deficient it could uh be seeping in mercury if it's if it's next to a bunch of tuna you know what i mean fucking there's all sorts of shit that there's a there's a bunch of variables there's a bunch of variables is, is what i'm saying um and for the vitamin uh, for the vitamin deficiency or over you know um so that doesn't necessarily have to be linked and so if anything that could mean that it's it's inconsistent. You know, if it's inconsistent across so many cows, well, then it probably doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Unless, and this is only something that came up recently, um, as I was hearing someone else talk about it. Um, what if these are variables? What if something wants to be tested? What if I want to see the efficacy of uh, a certain microbe? 
or a certain surgical uh, apparatus or whatever the case may be. And I want to see what it's going to be like in a vitamin A deficient animal. I want to see if there's a bunch of iron, if there's an an influx of iron in the blood, is this going to have an effect? Mm -hmm. Is there going to be? And so I'm wondering maybe, maybe if the point is not so much that, okay, maybe, you know, who the fuck cares? Maybe it's a lot more targeted. So we want to see if a lot of these animals have some sort of deficiency, some sort of anomaly, whether mm -hmm. too much or too little of something, that might be testing to see if stuff works under certain conditions. That's, that's an interesting case. That's an interesting thought. I, I do like where you're going with that. Now, when Art said, you know, that they found that the blood was like a light pink instead of a, you know, dark red or even, yeah. you know, almost black when, you know, you in a cadaver, you know, blood is like almost pitch black at one point. Um, you know, a lot of the theories were, you know, it was hit with a burst of radiation and it exploded, you know, the red blood cells. But the Los Alamos um, uh, lab, they um, they found that, OK, you know, these these animals, you know, as well as the ATF found this as well, is that a lot of these animals were tranquilized mm -hmm. and pumped full of coagulants. And so a coagulant, you know, is something that is going to thicken blood. Um, it's going to cause it to uh, basically the, the natural components in your body that cause a scab to form those are coagulants. Mm -hmm. And so, so does it turn like into gelatin at that point? It's going to depend, but probably, especially if it's going to happen that fast, it's mm -hmm. not going to, um, create a, a, some sort of a cell matrix. That's going to be so fast that these proteins going to mix and just make a hard and fast scab. It's probably going to make more of like a gelatin and more okay. like, you know, which, which is going to be, I mean, if the cows were alive, it would be just as bad. That would still be a heart attack. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. Um, that would at least in part explain why there's not a splatter. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because everything is basically just going to stop or at least slow down to such a crawl that, you know, a sudden strike isn't going to get a sudden spurt. It's just going to get something that kind of slowly oozes out because well, of how thick it is. Would it work that fast? I feel like it, because they use this in, in like military settings all the time, don't they? Whenever there's some like battle, like an area and people are losing oh, arms oh, oh, oh. all the time so they use uh, coagulants to stop the bleeding they're, but they don't work like that maybe, they don't maybe at a recommended level because i don't think they're out there you know with uh, <laughs> tanks yeah. full of coagulants because so in my mind what i'm thinking like in the you know in that example with the military is maybe they have it you know in a certain amount of cc's you know to you know to hit you know you know private ryan in the arm with that but, you know, if, you know, people or aliens or whatever are going out with these coagulants, I'm thinking like, you know, drums of it and they're just boom, pumping them full of it right. to make it work faster. It could be something that, that is just the the sheer volume of their, what they're using could be. Or more concentrated or, too. Or it's more concentrated, something that's more potent as well. You know like I mean? weed killer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you can get the weed killer that's already mixed, but if you use the concentrate, I mean, that's going to kill everything, including the tree in your front yard. Yeah. So it's like, uh, like if you buy hydrogen peroxide at the store. Chances are that's 3%. You know what I mean? That shit that you, like, if you get a canker sore or you, like, you put it on your a, a cut or something like that and it burns like hell, that's only 3% hydrogen peroxide. Imagine getting 100% Ooh. on that bitch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, the reason why I say with the gelatin example, because I'm trying to figure out, like, how come there's no blood? Because I'm sure we'll get into, like, our theories in a minute or the theories out there in a minute. But that would explain, you know, there there would have to be blood somewhere. Yeah. Right? You know, whether, you know, a vampire's coming up and sucking it all up. And we're talking about, uh, we, I looked this up on, you know, how much blood is in an average cow. And it's basically a bathtub full of blood. Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of blood. So somewhere, you know, these cows are being picked up, messed with, and then dropped off against. There's going to have to be a blood, uh, some kind of blood somewhere. <laughs> because this is a very strong animal. 
you know, even the weakest animal is going to be pretty strong. Yeah. You know, even if you have a team of people, you know, messing with it. So to me, when I saw the coagulant, coagulant thing, you know, I started YouTubing, you know, some medical uh, videos. And you see that, you know, like when there's a lot of coagulants, it turns into this gelatin. And I was like, okay, maybe the blood pool, if they take out all this gelatin, you know, they ship it or do whatever they got to with this gelatin, gelatin. blood um, and do something with it, whatever. Um, and then replace the, you know, the, the, the animal, you know, in another section. You know, and that makes sense. Like if, if just going with this bath, bathtub idea, you know what I mean? That, or well, vault unit of measure. If we did have, have like a physical bathtub that we were trying to lift and carry somewhere, like if it was full of blood or water or whatever the fuck you want to think of. It would be spilling everywhere. It would be mm-hmm. spilling and sloshing all over the place. But you thicken it up just a little bit. You make it into a jello. Jello shot style. It's gonna be fucking. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be that much more delicious to fucking college douchebags that are trying to do Jello shots and get those party girls out of here. A lot mm-hmm. less sloshing around. Mm-hmm. Put some tequila up in that shit. <laughs> Got some good blood, man. <laughs> um. So do you want? You guys want to get into the theories? Well, first, I mean, I guess the first theory is that it's could be just natural causes, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of the government says that it is. Not yeah. Sure so the, the 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 government study. <laughs> You know, the FBI concluded, yeah, it was just predation. And the FBI doesn't lie, so we should just stop the podcast here. Thanks right, for listening to the Art and Jacob dude. Elizabeth Jackman, Elizabeth Warren. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your mama and your boo-boo, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, they just basically, you know, it was a little bit more, you know, $44,000 research worthy. <laughs> but just to say, hey, oh, yeah, it was predation. But let's get into that, okay? I follow an Instagram account called Nature is Metal. Oh, yeah. And if you're not following that account, then you're not following the right accounts online, okay, baby? <laughs> because that, that's some metal-ass shit. But anyways, um, you see a lot of um, animals out in the African plains. And yep. the most fascinating ones is like when it's lions versus hyenas. And the interesting thing is is that hyenas, you know, they'll go after the balls or, you know, the asshole of, you know, a lion. And because, okay, that's the only thing they can do. You know, yeah, that's in fighting, you know, that's a dick move, you know, to kick someone in the balls. But if you're out there in the fucking Serengeti or whatever, right. trying to get, you know, some wild boar or whatever, yeah, you're going to go after that lion's balls because that's his most, you know, sensitive area. You know, and you've got no size, you've got no muscle on this, you know, fully grown male fucking lion. So you're going to go after the balls. And you see that in, you know, in nature over here as well, you know, foxes and wolves and whatnot, they'll, they'll go after the balls of, you know, a bull or a, um, a wild, you know, animal that they're trying to pull down because they know that that will slow them down enough, you know, for the pack to attack them. But the problem with that is it's a very sloppy, very messy situation, you know, in the situation with the cattle, it's, it's a very clean cut. It's very precise. And it looks almost, like I said, it's very artistic. And uh, one gentleman, um, he did a whole lecture of it on it, and he has a book about it. It's called Stalking the Herd. Um, and he was showing some slides about it, too. And he says, you, when you look at when a, you know, an animal like a wolf or, let's say, a bear or whatnot, you know, bites and tears the flesh off of an animal, or even a vulture, for that matter, it's very, it's very rough, very rigid. But when he showed the close-up images of, um, you know, the, the, these, you know, mutilated animals— right. It's very precise. The hair is going in one direction. Um, there, there's no sign of struggle. And it's almost like a knife going through butter at this point. It's not, yeah, it's not just a ragged, you know, bite through. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I've, I've seen, yeah, fuck, even like pictures of uh, not even necessarily a battle. You know, after uh, a lion has downed a zebra mm-hmm. and that lion is getting down, like there are pictures of like, you know, you, you see the lion 
getting down on that fucking zebra and there's blood all over that lion's face there's blood everywhere that and this isn't even the struggle you know what i mean this mm. is just something that's already been been caught the struggle's and really happened, the right? only predator bigger than a cow that you might be even out there would probably be like a bear maybe mm-hmm. a wolf and they they wouldn't be the exception to that they would be like blood covered everywhere there would be mm-hmm. paw prints they'd be fucking up the grass around them they don't care you know yeah and not only that, they have to drag the animal. So you're going to see like a drag mark, you know, grass, you know, indented, you know, in a certain direction that you can follow, you know, where, you know, the pack drug this animal to. And you don't see any of this. Like I said, you just see that, OK, this cow was just dropped off out of midair, you know, into this one section. And the only disturbance is, is just around that area that the cow is directly and under. That, and the disturb, the, I don't know. And like in, in these cases, in these cattle mutilation cases, I mean... The area directly around that cattle is not. I mean, the, the disturbance is like it's been smoothed out. You know what I mean? It's like someone, like you were talking about in that snow case where it looked more like ice. Like someone came out with a zamboni and like went around the fucking cow. You know what I mean? They made it. <laughs> the disturbances they made it look even cleaner yeah. than when they left. That's you know? a lot of work. And, yeah. and Jacob brings up that, but I've also seen that there was one case where um, the cow was like running up the hill, like something started chasing it, and all of a sudden it just like gave up. And that's where they found it. It was just yeah. like there with no blood around it. No, like it wasn't a bear. It wasn't something chasing it. There was no other tracks. It was just the cow started freaking out, ran, and then it was on the ground dead. And I mean, if you look like most people see the cow was just kind of chilling, eating grass, whatever. But like if you get a cow agitated or happy or, you know, whatever, it will run. It will buck. It will jump. It will do all that stuff. You know, it's it, a strong it animal. Be, it'll, it is strong and it is fast and it is. Not, you know, obviously not the most agile animal in the world, but it, it's surprisingly agile for, you know, what we what it is. expect it to be. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, is they talk about, OK, dehydration and that the bloat, you know, when a, a corpse, you know, starts to decompose, it starts to bloat. There's all these gases and whatnot. And the, the cow, um, I can only imagine, you know, I've seen a lot of dead, dead humans, <laughs> Not that I'm putting myself on blast what I do in my private time, but I see like a lot of dead, <laughs> you know, cadaver pictures, you know, due to certain friends that I have that send me these things. Anyways, um, enough of that. Um, I can only imagine, you know, the blow, you know, that would come from a cow. And some of the explanation, you know, that they're giving here is, is that, okay, you know, an animal's bloating, so the skin is stretching and that, you know, they're in these hot climates and that you get, you know, these fissures in the animal that look like it's precise cuts, but it's really just, you know, the skin, you know, cracking and, you know, cutting itself. And I think about that and I looked this up and I looked up, you know, bloating dead cows and whatnot, right? And again, it does not look like a clean cut. Yeah. And it's always around like, you know, the area that is bloating and more times than not, it's going to be around the stomach area. Right. Okay, we're Which talking, cows have four, by the way. Yeah. So it is different than a human, despite how many pictures Jacob sees. But it's the same area, a smart ass. It's the same <laughs> area. So you got this whole area just right here, this bloating. But explain to me why, you know, these cuts are like around the eyes. It's around the snout. It's around the anus. It's around the balls. You know, why, why is it so, you know, precise? And then these animals that have these fissures, you know, due to dehydration... It's not clean. Yeah. You know, we're, like I said, when I mentioned, you know, the gentleman that has the book, uh, Christopher O'Brien, he, he's saying, okay, explain that to me. Why is the, the skin all going in one direction? And these fissures due to dehydration, we see the hair and, you know, the skin going in many different directions, you know, because it's not a consistent, the sun's not consistently going in one spot. It's moving in the sky. Right. This isn't, this isn't like, uh, uh, 
you're looking at a bunch of like really clean lines that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we're going to start a cut here and it's just going to follow this same pattern because this is the easiest route. Like, no, the easiest route is just going to be whatever the fuck randomly the sun's hitting that particular part of the day. What's close to the ground or what is like it? it's going to crack. It's going to be like one of those um, like a, like a cartoon. Like if you see the ground open up or like a bad movie, like about San Andreas or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And the, the ground <laughs> opens up and all jagged and shit like that. That's what it's going to look like. It's not going to look. You know, a straight fucking line that fucking Paul Walker can drive across like so perfectly. <laughs> on the salt flats. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> on the salt flats. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, then we talk about like there's the uh, the blowflies. They yes. and they talk about maggots and whatnot um, going into the soft tissues in an animal, going in through the anus, going in you know through the sex organs, going in through the nose, lips, and the eye sockets of the animals. So again. I looked up some videos and I looked up an actual music video that Art and I might be very uh, familiar with, uh, Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, where it shows, you know, a fox basically decomposing and you see that, you know, the flies and the maggots go into the eye and whatnot. Um, But we're talking over the course of days that it takes these flies, these maggots, you know, these damage to do significant damage. Yes. To to get rid of these soft tissues. We're talking days, a plural, right? I just want to say really quickly, because I Googled. You know what a bloated dead animal looks like? Sometimes these lines are like perfect. Even this one, this is like a this is like perfect lines on this one. Art just went to Google right now to shoot down our entire. No, argument. no, I'm not. I'm not shooting down the <laughs> argument. I just wanted says, to see what you guys. a bloated dead Google animal. I'm gonna do this shit right now. Fuck you two. That's what Art just said. <laughs> I just Googled bloated dead animal. I'm just listening, to you guys. Yeah, but the, if you look at like closely under a microscope, though, it's going to be in different directions. And that's one of the things. This is not just like this surgical thing is not just to the naked eye. You know what I mean? I remember mm-hmm. the first time that I saw this, one of the first uh, articles that I came across talked about not just clean cuts, but clean cuts that are cauterized. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So basically yes. they are sealed up. And my first thought, this was a lightsaber. Holy <laughs> shit, someone hit this with a lightsaber yeah. because they fucking made the cut and then they immediately applied so much heat that they basically closed, healed up that cut wound right away. So there was mm-hmm. no blood that bled out. And I mean, a laser, something like that might explain why there's no blood mm-hmm. in the surrounding area because it is immediately cauterized, mm-hmm. but that doesn't go so far as to explain why there's no blood in the animal. And a lot of people too, they think like, okay, the, oh, that technology wasn't available at that time. And I'm thinking, okay, not available at your local CVS. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to be available, you know, just to you or whatever. We're talking about a time frame before Amazon. We're talking about a time frame before the dark web. We're talking about a time frame where only, you know, maybe the riches, the rich of the rich or the government would have access to these tools. Again, I referenced Dr. Pimple Popper. She has all sorts of these, these, you know, skin removal tools, you know, that is very precise. And that's what I kept thinking about. I was like, God damn, someone needs to interview her about this and just see, hey, when did these tools come into existence? Because we're talking about, you know, yeah, around the belly area, you know, there's bloat and whatnot. But what, how does bloat go into, you know, around the eyes or make these almost um, artistic mosaic you know, cuts into yeah. a cow's face and whatnot. And it looks like, you know, a tool that Dr. Pimple would, Pimple Popper would use to, you know, remove, you know, Enrique Iglesias' little chorizo right here, you know? <laughs> so it, to me, it's just like, okay, that technology, you know, could have existed to people with the right kind of funds. It, it, uh, um, the whole idea, uh, 3301, it was 3301, our 3301 episode, mm-hmm. I was talking about with AI and, um, 
the whole thing that I brought up with that was that, you know, we can't really imagine that our AI can get to that point. And let's be real. Our AI is not going to get to the point where it is creating all sorts of puzzles and all doing all sort of shit. You know what I mean? And what I posited there was, well, okay, yeah, AI as we know it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that there is not an AI somewhere else, you know, somewhere deep down in a basement, you know, whatever the fuck, that there's not some sort of advanced version of it that we don't know about that has gotten free and has become 3301. This is the same thing. We're assuming that technology that lasers as we know it cannot do this. You know what I mean? We're, we're assuming that uh, that stuff's just not going to not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Because, you know, lasers we know, they're for fucking, you know, they're for fucking with planes and our cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to do anything major. But we don't know that there is some insane uh, um, upgraded versions of it in a laboratory somewhere. We don't know what is being funded. We don't know what the actual we we understand what the consumer limitations are but we don't understand what the actual limitations are on those things and so i think when people say you know have an argument of well our technology just doesn't do that it's like well we don't know that for a fact yeah consumer technology doesn't do that well known technology can't do that but what is actually the stuff that is actually available in the world and what is actually conceivably possible fuck if i know what can do that exactly and then one more thing I want to touch on before you know we move on to another theory is um, another you know thing a lot of skeptics yeah, yeah. like to talk about is blood pooling. You know yeah. that blood's going to go automatically to the lowest point of you know the animal's body. Like rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah. And um, a skeptic, a popular skeptic, Robert T. Carroll, um, he did a forty-eight hour um, research study um, on a dead you know carcass of an of a cow. He ex- he um, he viewed it you know right. within that. 48-hour period. Observed it. And yeah, yeah. observed it. Yeah, that was the word I'm looking for. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Did a lot of yard work today. Um, and he said, you know, he found, you know, like what Art was talking about. Okay, he found, you know, the tears in the skin and whatnot. He found, you know, the missing, you know, the ate up eyes. It wasn't exactly, you know, the missing eyes or genitals of, you know, from bot or yeah. bot flies or, uh, you know, the, the flies going in and eating it. But he couldn't explain the missing blood. Yeah. He couldn't, ex- he couldn't explain, you know, the precise precision of, you know, it being in one direction he couldn't and he would see a lot of stuff too where like you know the the gases and whatnot would come out and make these this mess of blood everywhere you know the gases and whatnot would come out and spill out onto the grass he he didn't observe you know these situations in the cattle mutilation cattle mutilations <laughs> <laughs> where you know people were seeing you know there's no mess you know it just looks like the animal was dropped off he couldn't yeah. explain that and that would be something that's fucking hard to explain and that is something that like there's other than someone is taking it how the fuck how the fuck would that happen so this is kind of where we start getting into you know is this you know a group of people that just have a uh i don't know satanic background or a cultish <laughs> background that are doing this for some type of reason mm-hmm. okay so in in previous conversations i just I, we I think we need to we need to touch we need to touch on the satanic and the cult angle, but one of the things that I think we need to address right off the top. Do you guys think it's a, a cult or satanists? Hell no. I no I don't think so. I think neither, out neither of all I. the neither possibilities, I. I think it's the least likely because yeah. it's the most it's the easiest thing for these people that live in these bubbles to go to you know these are god-fearing you know people that live in a bubble that if it's not good it must be the devil yep so i mean for me it just it just seems like an easy scapegoat 
it you know with snippy happened in 67 that was the start of the satanic panic you know you know anton levey was doing his thing in san francisco so i think you know the media along with this happening it you was know, just it, the most to add to, to tack on to that particular bandwagon. Yeah, 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 and then you get like Bob Larson. We talked about him in the Exorcism episode. Yeah, 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 he yeah. didn't, you know, he was piling on with it too. Like, oh, it must be satanic cults. Even though since '67, when they found Snippy or Lady, they have found no evidence and no one has admitted to it. To for so for to me, it's the least likely. Also because an occult is going to do. If you, let's say it wasn't a cult. You're you're gonna you're gonna slit the animal's throat. I've watched you know videos of you know people sacrificing goats and cows, you know, in different countries and whatnot. <laughs> Jacob has seen a video for every single <laughs> what thing. What the fuck is going on in your work? What do you do? Man? Which computer are you googling <laughs> these things on? Don't worry about it. I, I mean, at this point, we're probably all on the list, but Jacob's on. Like, I can't wait till we do PizzaGate, and Jacob's like, okay, so I've been googling for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. As, <laughs> no. as Jacob was getting arrested and walked away. No, no, no. It was for a podcast. It was for a podcast. <laughs> Research. No, but and I'm talking about like over the years, right? And so you you see, you know, these these people with these beliefs sacrificing the animals and whatnot, and there's still a mess. Yeah. You know, it's not a clean cut. You know, it's gonna take a lot of strong men to Or women. Yeah, or a coalition of to 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 subdue this animal and for me i just don't buy it and not only that but most of these cases happen overnight so they're doing this in the pitch dark i assume you know there's night vision technology but still for the most part most people can't afford this stuff no most people just are just not gonna it buy is. a bunch of night vision goggles go out there with a bunch of surgical equipment mm-hmm. and and just fucking take 11 gallons of blood <laughs> and then just be like all right let's dip it is a cult of satan worshiping ninjas <laughs> it isn't. It is. I just feel like we just blame Satanists for everything. We blame Satan, Satan in general for everything. Yeah, and you know, I don't think anybody loves Satan that much. To be honest with you, and the thing is, like the the Church of Satan and most Satanists aren't legitimate like devil worshippers. That is something completely different. You know what I mean? Satanism in and of itself is kind of uh, mockery more, yeah. and you know, the, I mean, the first the first uh, commandment is uh, do what thy will, and you know, and but there's still like some sort of moral values within that. I don't I don't know the commandments off the top of my head, but there are some morals about you know not 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 hurting children. Do you? Or, uh, I'm I'm not going to say I plead do the fifth. You, Eric? I plead the fifth. But anyway, <laughs> but I mean, so you know, to say Satanists, you know, oftentimes is you know the people that call themselves Satanists aren't even what we what we think in the grandest sense. Yeah, as far we- as like devil worship goes, you know, I mean. That I mean, that does exist on a on a much smaller scale. So we're talking like Richard man. Ramirez yeah. devil worship. Even, well, that's more mentally yeah. ill type of devil yeah. worshiping. But again, I can't see a mentally ill person doing this. Yeah. Precise. I agree. Yeah. A, a mentally ill person is going to go out there and like be clean as fuck with surgical equipment and night vision goggles and doing this at how many cases was like a thousand or even thousand or whatever in one year. Like, yeah. Even Dexter made mistakes. Yep. So oh, yep. like, come and, on, and you know, come when, on. When I, when I when I look at it, you know, the the uh, devil worship does exist. A uh, black mass does exist. Uh, it's not nearly as crazy as you know some people, especially. My grandma at time, killed think, more chickens than any devil worshiper. Probably, uh, probably my grandmother as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the whole point is uh, there's cases of this stuff, and you know, doing and doing research for this, I saw cases of black masses in like the 1600s that required like various blood sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be you know just a spilling of it, or oftentimes you know it was being uh, drunk. 
and you know made into cakes and consumed to be the the body and blood of Christ, you know, in a mockery mm-hmm. of the Catholic Mass. You know what I mean? So, ooh, ooh, careful now. Oh, careful sorry. Now. I was going to say, sorry. give Satan a chance. But... Jesus Christ. Um, God said no, sir. But uh, um, so so there's blood used. And, you know, there's variations of it in the different black masses, although there's not a very hard and fast, um, there's like, like the, the Roman Catholic mass, there's a very specific, like, uh, 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 layout, you know what I mean? In a black mass, that's not really, I mean, there could be, but it's not at least known, not really written out. And most of the black masses that have gone out, gone out and been somewhat publicly known have been kind of all over the places, place. But I mean, so I could see maybe... You know what I mean? Fucking a cow or a horse or whatever the fuck. That's that's even a couple of goats. That could be kind of unruly to fucking in the middle of a fucking field to get back to a truck or whatever. Yeah, um, no, I, don't, I so think anyone will have Satan that much. You kill it and you take all of the blood, right? You take all the blood because the blood's what you need anyway. And you know what? Maybe you take an eye. You know what I mean? You take an eye because it's an all-seen eye. You know, it's an important part that, you know, it's it's the window to the soul. It's what brings it in. But so, or you bring a, or you take a rectum or you, or you take the reproductive organs because it's particularly blasphemous to, you know, I do, do whatever the fuck. I think that maybe there is like the 1% of Satanists that go out there and like kill cows. And maybe there is, you know. But why would they return it? Like, I just don't yeah, get that. Right? And, and why would they put it back? Why and there's no way that they're that fucking surgical. I'd throw it on a no church if I was that fucking well, you know I mean? I'm just saying it's possible that Satan Satanists go out there and do it, and those are the cases that we're not looking at. Those are the cases that it's like, God damn, there's a lot of blood. They did take an eyeball, but I guess we'll we'll uh mark this down as cattle mutilation. No, have you guys ever gone to cow tipping? No, no, but that leads me into what I wanted to say is, okay, is it say? could be, it could be, I just turned Australian yeah. again for no reason. <laughs> um, it could be that it could be people with, with animal cruelty. Last week we had a person or a group of people in the South that um, got arrested for having sex with, you know, farm animals, having yeah. sex with, you know, cows and horses and whatnot. And the way they got found out, and they had been doing this for decades, they raised a whole ranch yeah. that was specifically for this purpose. The only reason why they got found out is because a fourteen-year-old put them on blast because they were trying to recruit them into their oh little, oh my god, their little uh, group there. You and- do not have kids on your fucking crew when you're trying to do shit like that. No teenagers on the crew when you're doing shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it could be that. Just a, 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 it could could be, but I don't. But then again, why do you put the animal back? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Make yeah, some sex murders out of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's got There has to be easier ways, especially like yeah. If you're leaving the whole fucking animal, there's got to be easier ways to get blood like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it might it might take. It might not take actually a little bit longer. You know, considering how how complete this job is, it might actually be faster to go to, you know, a dozen cows and like just take a gallon out of each one or a few pints out of you know thirty cows or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? And then just. Fuck the one and take its eye or, you know, whatever the hell. You know what I mean? But if you have all this technology, you know, to get these lasers and whatnot or to, to, to buy all that shit that's not at your local CVS or whatever, if you have the money to do this, why don't you just buy your own cows? There you go. That's a good point, that's too. true. Yeah. And so, and so what would... Uh, Unless so the Satanists... stealth part is part of the why you're doing Ooh, it. Oh, we want to see what happens. Uh, well, who, how do these... Who how... would have the, one, technology, two, the money, three, the time... One of the one of the variables the is um, one of the variables is um, not only vitamin A deficiencies or vitamin D deficiencies, but um, also how 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 adept the cow is on detecting fucking uh, threats. That's right. Can you sneak about the cow? Can you not? That could be a variable they're detecting as well. Have you gone cow tipping? I have. Yeah. 
How, how is you it? monster. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's what it, you know, <laughs> so Jacob kind of brought it up. So the next one is the government. Government or military intervention, I would say. And I think, I wouldn't say that, I think this starts becoming more likely at this point. Mm-hmm. Because they're happening at such a large scale that it's not probably just a one-off thing. And I, I still believe that maybe there are some Satanists that did it, maybe like four or five cows out of maybe these 8,000 cows. <laughs> but not enough that we would be doing a podcast about it. Yeah. The fact that we're doing a podcast about it is that these other unexplainable events are happening at such a large scale that it would have to, in my opinion, it would if it's some earthly being or some earthly organization... It would probably have to be either the government or military. The military. The military, yeah. Yeah, because, okay, when you talk about the government, what, what you're basically talking about, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of agencies that don't really necessarily do a good job of talking to each other or holding their uh, secrets. <laughs> and that will also contract out workout, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you think about it, America's largest employer is the government. So, I mean, you're going to have to hush a lot of people with it. So it could be, in my opinion, it could be more military. It gets, you know, where you have, you know, these steps where you have a lot of top secret, you know, things going on. Yeah. What's that military group that works for the government but isn't part of the government? Is it Blackwater? Have you heard of Blackwater? Uh, they just go in. They're not part of the government, but they just go in and do all these military exercises. I do not know off the top of my head. The gold oh. company. <laughs> it's, it's basically the gold company yeah. it's like this military for hire and they'll just go into wherever you want and they'll do whatever you want just as long as you pay them uh, the I, could see, I could see how something like this <laughs> would be like go in kill a cow drain it of blood and make sure nobody sees you just as mm-hmm. a training exercise oh, just theory that's a good explanation I, actually I never thought about that that's true yeah because for every theory I'm thinking well why okay with you know natural predation or whatever I'm thinking okay well why okay because the fucking wolf is hungry right um you think of, you know, the government. Well, why? When the government, like you said, who has the money, the time, and the energy, and the resource to do it? Well, why? When they can just buy their own cows, you know? If it's a cult, well, why? Nobody loves Satan that much to pick up a 10,000-pound cow and put it right back. So, again, okay. that would be a good explanation of it because it's, it's a training exercise. They just get yeah. colder in here? It feels I, good all of a sudden. It's called an air conditioner. <laughs> oh, why are we using the fan? <laughs> I, will, I, will say, I will say that as insofar as why not just use their own cow... <coughs> Excuse me, because they're fucking mutilating it, and because it's a cow, so you can't have it inside or underground or somewhere out of sight. It is, it has to be out, in a, especially if you want it to be healthy. If you want to do mm-hmm. something specific, so it has to be out in an open field. And the moment, the moment that someone sees, well, there were fucking you know one thousand three hundred seventy-eight cows now, but to yesterday there were one thousand three hundred seventy-nine cows. Where the fuck did that other cow go? You know, someone's mm-hmm. gonna have a fucking uproar, especially if you are mutilating the sons of bitches you think PETA is bad now oh my god PETA and PETA 2 would be absolutely <laughs> un bearable yeah and they take they take PETA to the extreme oh god. Uh, fucking <laughs> and so I, I think that kind of explains a way not a way but I mean that that is a plausible explanation for why you know you don't have the cows because the same reason why we, we're not gonna do human testing you know what I mean? This is going to be so. All, you know, there's there's all sorts of major protests around private labs around the world for using like mice uh, for uh, uh, for uh, science experiments. You know what I mean? For for laboratory experiments, for pharmaceuticals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So to say a full blown cow was getting turned inside out, oh, there'd be a huge uproar. 
I mean, we could always just outsource it to China, but we don't know what fucking we're going mm-hmm. to get from there. You know, I mean, that's just going to be all full of lead and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be good at all. But, um, well, Chuck Zukowski, so the guy that, you know, that has that discovered or discovered, quote unquote, the 37th parallel, you know, he got involved with that due to his being, you know, a part of, you know, <laughs> he was basically a volunteer sheriff <laughs> in Colorado. And, you know, the 37th parallel and whatnot, he, it was a lot of stuff happening around that area. And for him, like he, he, he goes down that path. Okay. Is it, could it be government intervention? And he looks at it. Okay. When they started, he brought up the fact that, you know, when the government started to uh, research it, you know, they basically <laughs> gave the government $44,000 to determine the reliability of the info. And he said, basically, um, paraphrasing it, obviously, <laughs> that, you know, they did a very sloppy job, you know, just to be like, hey, we just got to say that we addressed it, you know, to suffice, you know, these people complaining and whatnot, and that it gave precedence to that, you know. And to me, like, that says a lot, because when you actually go into, you know, the documents that, you know, due to the Freedom of Information Act, it just looks like, you know, somebody just, you know, is like, well, I'm going to take a vacation out here in Colorado and New Mexico, and we're just going to, you know come up with whatever you know at this point and it could be a situation where it's like let's just say that we addressed it so that you know it's not a pr issue yeah you know just to suffice a bunch of people and that's what he was basically saying you know like in his research it just looks like the government was just like all right we got to get something out there the report i believe only was like 297 pages um, which is very small for and, a government report like that yeah that's that is very small you know and a lot of the pages is just like it's just cover uh, a cover page you know or uh, a glossary of yeah no I'm, I'm looking i'm looking at uh, i'm actually looking at the mutilation mystery an exclusive report by ed sanders mm-hmm. wow and, like, and this first page this is a, a scan from someone's actual notes it has it's actually has written in looks notes. like it's written by a high school newspaper um, and but yeah but like the first like this this front page i'm looking at like a good third of the top of the page is the mutilate the mutilation mystery and then in smaller letters during the past three years more than uh, 1500 cattle in 22 states have been killed and mutilated their blood drained Etc. Etc. So on and so forth. Definitely not enough text to warrant taking up a third of a goddamn page. Yeah. So it's a lot of just like filler words. It's like when you're trying to write a 14 page yeah. essay. I like the font they use too. They use what was it like New Times Roman yeah, or some right. shit? Comic Sans. Some crazy shit. Yeah. Some old, some old English on there. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. So another thing too is like I said, I keep going back to the why. Well, why would they do this? You know, we look at all the facts here, right? You know, we're we're talking about you know in some cases the animals tranquilize, they smell like medicine. Um, they they have all these cuts that, like I said, look artistic. Like someone took their time with it. You know, they're cauterized wounds. You know, they're on one side. They look like they've been dropped out of the air. And a lot of um, situations, people reported the, uh, the the sightings of a lot of black helicopters in the area, yeah. and so. I thought that was interesting. And a lot of people go down the you know path like, oh, okay, it's the government. Well, in previous conversations that we were having, um, the government's not the only people that have access to freaking helicopters. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, comedians now, uh, Bill Burr is a good example of this. He has his own helicopter. He, yep. por- he pops around L.A. in, and it's genius because you can get around L.A. so much quicker <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. But you look at the, this time frame, you know, if you want to... Let's say you had a beef, uh, pun intended, uh, with a fellow rancher or whatever. And let's say I approve. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Eric. You're rubbing off on me. Um, let's say you had a beef or whatever uh, with a fellow rancher, 
the beef industry is a very lucrative industry. Yes. Jerry Jones has his own fucking, you know, helicopter. You know, there's a lot of people that have their own private helicopters. John Travolta hasn't made a good movie in fucking two decades. He has his own helicopter. Like, these people probably have access to their own helicopters, their own small planes and whatnot. And I could see them, you know, doing this, picking up the animal, transporting it to their property that, you know, the researchers and investigators are not right. looking at. They don't have access to. And then coming back and then dropping the animal back off because you see a lot of animals, you know, stuck in trees, stuck on fences, or just plopped right down um, on the on the ground right With there. No there. So you think this it. is cattle industry versus cattle industry possible because it leads me into my my next theory where i think it's big beef now around the same time period we're going from america is you know green acres you know every you know the the whole midwest all the midwest farmers they have you know their own land and this is where all our food come from and you you see the picturesque you know the 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 chicken crowing in the morning and you know free range chickens free range cows basically and that's how it was for a very long time now the beef industry started to change it started to be more you know corporate where they would have you know feedlots basically where you would see like we've driven up north and you see like these just just almost millions of cows just standing around in their own shit basically um just one by one by one by one just you know lined up just for slaughter you know they're feeding them like i said they're feeding them the corn because it's cheaper to you know fatten them up with that it doesn't matter if it's a better quality product. We can get more meat that way. I, okay, really quickly. I think that. those whenever you see a cow lined up like that, that's mostly milking cows. No, but I'm talking about like the actual to slaughter cows. Oh, but they like do the slaughter they, yard style. Yeah. yeah. So it's just basically it looks like a concentration camp for cows, basically. And so we start in the 70s. We started to move away from you know free range cows eating you know grass to eating you know grains and corn and whatnot. And they're not in these habitats basically where okay you go to Tahone Ranch over the mountain pass to get to LA you see you know free range cows that's a relic of the past now at this point and there's a documentary I saw a few years ago about Monsanto where you know but, they, but those are kind of the cows that they're going after they're not going after these exactly yeah. exactly sir so that gets them to my point why would only and I researched this why it, has it been only the free range cows? Has it ever been any of those feedlot cows? You know, those, those, um, I'm trying to search for the specific word on it, but you know, the corporate cows, because there's only four, <laughs> there's only four, in, there's only four companies that own basically, you know, 80% of the beef that comes out of the United States. And the biggest one is Tyson. Um, oh shit, I have it written down right here, <laughs> right here. I just imagine it's Tyson, a a Cargill, JBS, and National Beef owns 80% of, you know, basically 35 million cattle, which translates into 26 billion pounds of meat. They own 80% of the industry, and they're all in these feedlots, basically. And they're at war with, you know, the private rancher um, who, you know, has the free-range, you know, beef or whatever. Then they need them to sell that land because that's what happens because it goes into my point about Monsanto. Monsanto's notorious for lobbying in the you know the government to get uh, laws changed in their favor so that way yep. they can you know steal you know uh, private farmers you know seeds basically for new crops so that they can only grow their seeds Monsanto seeds um, for you know the grains that right. we as uh, consumers eat and I was thinking to myself I was like what if it's the same situation you got big beef versus small beef and <laughs> they have a beef <laughs> with each other. And I mean, that, I'm saying that as a joke, but in all reality, you think about it. Who has the resources to do it? 
80% of the industry. Yeah. And then I looked at where all of these companies are headquartered at. They're headquartered in Colorado. They're headquartered in all of these places where the 37th parallel is basically at. They have access to all these tools. Um, you look up any, you know, um, I believe it was National Beef. You look at their slaughter um, facility. It's very, very, very precise. You know the cuts that they're doing to these animals. They're they're in house. They're doing everything in in house. They're if you want a certain cut of beef, yep, yep, it's it's done. Yeah, yeah, it's very mechanical. It's very like okay, we can do this. What I learned from the Monsanto documentary that I saw is is they bully the shit out of these private farmers. They you know they'll they'll do the whole you know legal bullying and they'll do the actual physical bullying like mafioso style. So I, what I was thinking, my theory is, my personal theory is, is that you know big beef you know is they're having you know their their goons or whatnot you know in the black helicopters or yep. even in you know other private planes and whatnot scooping up these animals mutilating them and then dropping them back off to scare you know the private farmers to sell the land like fuck it this ain't worth it yeah and yeah. i kind of try to look into it to see okay these people that are speaking out of like i don't know what's happened to my cow do they have ongoing litigation with some of these companies that are trying to buy them out and a lot of them do yeah i, I think though like just in general that small small farmer or small uh family owned operation of any sort of uh, 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 environment, part of the facility, you know what I mean? That, that's, uh, they're going to have issues with big buyers trying to come in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a big issue in the brewery world. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, Stone Brewing just won a big litigation against Keystone. So, I mean, it's possible they would have that anyway. Um, one of the things that I thought, one of the, one of the theories that, that uh, I was fleshing out, um, and this also relates to the fact that it is basically like the free range, you know, grass fed. Um, animals that are largely um, the ones that are uh, being picked off is that it's some sort of testing, whether it be, again, going back to government or private like a Monsanto or something else, you know, some sort of organization. It's testing for uh, some sort of microbial, whether it be mm-hmm. a uh, weapon, whether it be it could be all sorts of things um, or, well, maybe maybe uh, test technology. You know what I mean? But the, th- the thing is that, you know, if you're looking at like a microbe or whatnot, you want to, you know, like we were saying, like I like I was bringing up earlier, when I was talking about all the different laboratories and how all these different laboratories would get all sorts of different results of all these animals that have all sorts of different weird upticks and deficiencies and whatnot in their various vitamins and minerals and all sorts of nutrients and whatnot. Um, those could be variables. So if we have a Monsanto that is trying to figure out if a certain, you know, virus is going to you know fuck up cows in a certain way? Mm-hmm. Um, then you know we can we can test for that under v- certain variables. If um, the government is trying to you know uh, head off the next med cow disease and see how prions work in certain cows, you know what I mean? They're gonna they can do the same thing and check under different variables to see if these these fucking altered proteins can fuck with cows if they have different nutritional deficiencies. You know what I mean? Which I but, can see I mean, too. Like if not to cut you off, but um, I could see that too. Like, if it's not a scare tactic, because I'm just automatically going to Goodfellas right yeah. here, I could see that too. Is like, okay, well, we have all of our cows like in these horrible conditions. You know, they're standing in their own shit. You know, all yeah. basically eating clothes together, and you know they're eating stuff that they don't naturally are not supposed to eat. Let me test our cow compared to somebody else's cow, 
you know, that is free range. Right. We want a healthy cow. We want a healthy test subject. We want, mm. and this happens in, in human trials. You know, if people go in for, you know, to see, you know, you're going to give someone an actual heart medication versus someone that's going to get a placebo, you know, you want to make sure you're going to do a bunch of, a round of tests and you want to make sure that they are healthy individuals to begin with. And chances are, I mean, in the cattle community, the healthiest individual is going to be the natural individual. That is going to be mm. the grass fed, carrot baby fucking uh, cow versus the one that's being fed corn and grain to finish them up and get them nice and fat in the last, Mm -hmm. you know, while, you know, right before slaughter. My only issue with the cow industry doing this is wouldn't you pick something like, hey, let's give this certain group of cows mad cow disease and now we're going to shut them down because obviously these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're not taking care of their cows the way they're supposed to. Well, if you just... uh, Well, I feel like as opposed to doing these very, like, cryptid... Like a very like, oh, what is this? This could be a UFO. Now we're doing a podcast about it. Now there's TV shows about it. There's all this um, media like coverage, media coverage, yeah. and microphones and cameras pointing at what is catamutilation. I-, I feel like why would you want that if you were the if you were the um, if you were the uh, was it the cow industry? <laughs> big, <laughs> big beef, beef. big beef. <laughs> if you were the big beef industry, why would you want this? Why wouldn't you just try to put them out of business by giving them a disease? And saying like, "Hey, these guys are not fit to run their own thing. We're gonna put them out of business. Let's go ahead and take over their land." Because if you do answer. something like a virus or something like that, that's not controllable necessarily. Like a lot of crops in the Midwest, it is illegal to grow certain crops next to other ones because of potential virus crossover from one another. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of instances of oh, fuck. Uh, in, there is an actual. Uh, it is actually possible to um, uh, to grow cotton that is pigmented right out of the ground. And in the state of California, that is illegal because if the seeds spread to another cotton field, you can't, you know, who knows what the fuck you're going to get. Someone that's yeah, growing I mean, cotton like normal is going to get these pigmented things. Mm-hmm. The same thing can happen with, with cattle, you know, especially if you're, you're not looking at something genetic. You're looking at something that is viral or microbial. Mm-hmm. I mean, all it's going to take is for a good gust of wind to carry a bunch of shit from one ranch to another, or you know. And you're talking uh, about a- the difference between like a misdemeanor and a felony. If you if you inject a cow with mad cow disease to fucking put your your uh, competitor out of business, and let's say that cow actually goes out to market and affects millions of people. And you get found that you're responsible for it. That's basically well, domestic. I mean, yeah. That's basically Ca- domestic it, terrorism, well, as opposed and, to like cows and big beef still go out with mad cow disease. But if well, it yeah. was, but if it was on ten- intentional, that's we're talking about accidental. But if it's intentional, you're talking about domestic terrorism, which could bring down you know a big pr- uh, place like Tyson, as opposed to oh we just fucked with a piece of your property. That's something you can handle out like you know settle out of court for a small fee because a cow at that point isn't seen as. Um, you know, a felony. It's it's more of like okay, this it would is... still be a felony because of the amount of money. Oh, okay, it would still be yeah, and but that's the but only a thing lesser felony. Like the the amount of money that's involved as well, because I like I brought up earlier, a cow, a horse. This is a huge amount of money, and so for like a, ta- a Tyson or a Monsanto or whatever, taking care of one cow, two cows here and there sporadically, you got to pay for it. Ah, fuck. All right, mm. here's you know, you know what, three cows, here's hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, shut I mean, up. We'll, we'll cut you a little. You know, we're we're being a little conservative, but hundred thousand dollars, whatever the fuck. Yeah, risk versus for a reward. rancher. For an independent rancher, the loss of a cow, two cows could really fuck up, fuck shit. someone up, especially if they're already on the edge of you know bankruptcy or mm-hmm. you know it's rough. Being it, could, a farmer it could be, or a it could be really, it could be really um, something that could be just just one cow would, would fuck up someone independent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, the other thing that is is that what if you're doing tests to actually see how these things work, want to work later? Which I think this also explains away 
part of the re- I can't I can't think of how other than just really good technology, you know the uh, like the cauterize and the the precise you know uh, cuts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, taking all that blood, you're taking all that blood to do tests. You're taking all that blood to see, you know, I mean, fuck, you know, when I go and I, you know, I give blood after my, you know, my yearly annual, uh, my, uh, uh, my annual checkup, I give blood, you know I mean? They do their, to do all the tests and all that shit. And I give like three vials, four vials, and there's a couple of ounces in each, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe fucking. And they gave me back all of these results. Imagine what kind of tests you could get out of 11 fucking gallons of blood. A bathtub, you know what I mean? basically. And then if you're a smart, you know, big beef owner. And you're like, okay, what? I want to have you know a product that I can grow cheaply, and still have the same result as you know a cow that was you know free range eating you know grass or whatever. Yeah. As a you know, so let me see what you know I can you know get how yeah. I can get that. How can I get to A to Z? And then when you take away, if you take in like a tongue or an eye or rectum or genitals or whatnot, you're taking things because because it's you never you heard you i don't think i saw a single report of like a random missing puff or you know a bone that was missing or whatever you're taking <laughs> you're taking something that you can do a study on so let's say you get five cows and you take eyes from each one of them and you put them on a shelf and you preserve them in a month you can test eyeball number one in six months you can test eyeball number two in a year eyeball number three and you can see the progress over years it's, it's a stability study and you can determine what the possible results are going to be. And if it's all eyes or all tongues or all, you know, whatever the case may be, you're looking at apple versus apple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can document. You can you can account for the fact that, okay, you know, I, A, and I, B, you know, we did them both out after a month. But I, A, was vitamin D deficient because art doesn't get out enough. And, you know, art, that's a really nice <laughs> eye patch, by the way. You know, did you get that? Nice diamond encrusted. I like that. Um, but all in reality, for our, for our listeners it, and our viewers on both uh, Facebook and YouTube, Art probably has the highest uh, <laughs> vitamin D uh, in him because he is the darkest one in this group. But, you Definitely. know, you, you can account for that stuff, but you can still say, you know, all of these tongues, we're going to look at, we're going to dissect them and we're going to see, you know, what kind of effect we have on this different muscle. You know, if you're taking the uh, uh, genitalia, well, the whole point of genitalia is to make germ cells. You know what I mean? It's to cut these cells for reproductive purposes. If we have some sort of technology that we can, you know, keep these things alive somehow um, or at least somewhat active well what the fuck um what the fuck can you know we can see how this is going after a while you know what i mean we can see over generations how the fuck this stuff looks you know what i mean um if uh, you take a, a rectum or something like that like all of these things it's it's these are all stuff that you can do and you can study later you know what i mean and so it could be possible that you're looking at a weapon it could be possible that you're trying to prevent a disease. It could be possible that you're trying to create, you know, the next undetectable testosterone. You know, you're trying to beef up your beef. Shout and, out John Jones. Uh, figure it all out, you know, and see and want to see how it results. Or here's another thing too. Um, it could be also too that we're trying to test on these animals to, you know, implement diseases and chemical warfare, you know, against our enemies. You know, if we go back to the government example or the military example, if you will, like, what if we're doing this to, you know, do tests? Um, to see what would be the effect of, you know, implementing this in the livestock of, you know, like, let's say Russia or whatnot or uh, Afghanistan. Like, how can we mess, you know, their lives up? You know, let, let's, you know, test these diseases on these animals, you know, do experiments on these animals, you know, so that way, you know, instead of dropping bombs over Baghdad, you know, we can just infect all their goats. Yeah. You know, why do you guys think the government would invest money into researching this? 
I, I, because I don't really think it is the government, but if I had to play devil's advocate and say it was the government, it would be for that benefit to see, you know, okay, you know, for, you know, weaponry against our enemies in that instance. Or I can even say that it's for, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're going in a direction where we're feeding cows, you know, bad, you know, grains and corn that they shouldn't be eating. We're getting a lesser product. Let me test, you know, how we can get all the good stuff out of a free range grass eating beef into these cows that only eat corn and whatnot. And that would be my interpretation of the government doing it. But that's the only two examples I can think of. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessary the government. It might, might be, but I mean, there's a lot of private organizations that do a lot of research. And I mean, there's a lot of private organizations that get things contracted out by the government and the government will tend to give out a lot of money. And, you know, if you look at your next, your budget next year, you know, the government gave us a million dollars and we spent $800,000 this year. Mm-hmm. As the end of the year comes up and it gets time to report, well, fuck, we got to spend $200,000. Otherwise, next year, the government's not going to give us a million dollars. They're going to cut our fucking funding because we don't need it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 ways to like redirect money that you're getting to make the budgets look right. And so maybe the government is subsidizing something without realizing it. But I do think that there are probably private organizations that could be looking into this for whatever their personal, whether it be like Monsanto and the bullshit they're pulling with their seeds, mm-hmm. trying to do something the same thing with uh, 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 their beef. Or if, because, uh, you know, Monsanto doesn't have to own all the ranchers if they own all the sperm that, you know, inseminate the cows. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, but, uh it could be it could be a lot of things, but there's there's a lot of reasons for personal gain. I think um, that could be it. Hmm. Interesting. Jacob Swain at me. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you're the fringiest one in the group. So well, well I don't want to put you know give everything away for for whatever the next topic may or may not be, but. Ooh. Um, for our hundredth cool. episode, I, I did reference that the government gave. I didn't say the specific number, but it was it was around twenty two million that they gave uh, to Bigelow Airspace, which is already a pretty wealthy third party. Yeah, they own like hotel chains or some yeah. shit. Yeah. So um, they gave that to research cattle mutilations, and um, you would think that already with twenty two million, they would be able to find whatever if it was a helicopter or whatever it was taking these these cattles with 22 million i'm pretty sure i could find big beef i could i could figure that out mm-hmm. just give me some fucking infrared cameras and i'll i'll just post them up and figure it out for you <laughs> well again you're give me s- 10 good men and i'll impregnate the bitch right <laughs> you're assuming let's let's say let's say i don't know if it was like a monsanto or something like that and the government comes in and says what the fuck are you doing monsanto owns a lot of stuff not just in cattle but you know uh fucking um that weed killer is a Monsanto product, and mm-hmm. like I think most of the tomatoes in the U.S. are Monsanto seeds. Wow! And uh, you know, all the, Monsanto's in charge of a lot of stuff. Like, all right, well, we're just you know what? Go ahead, government, shut us down. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens to the free world if you know this source of food and nutrition and whatnot. Uh, certain big businesses have a lot of uh, have a lot of leverage. I know, yeah, man. because they have a lot of lobby- lobbyists as uh-huh. well. Hmm. Right. hmm, a lot to think about here. A lot um, to think about. 
<laughs> okay. So I'm trying to get you to say the, the last one that we want to talk about. So the last, the last theory is UFOs and aliens and cryptids. Ooh. Chupacabra gets hungry. Chupacabra is one that does pop up with... Uh, the 37th the, parallel as well. Well, the 37th parallel, but also cattle that are in those closed quarters... Those those do go drain the blood as well, mm-hmm. and a lot of those are get they do get blamed on the chupacabras, so that one kind of goes outside of the uh, the those free range cows, mm-hmm. which we didn't, that goes against the big beef argument. Well, I mean, you you do see you know that they do get drained, but it's not like what we're talking about the mutilation part of it. That you know they're drained of blood, but you know you don't see you know the missing rectums, penises, and tongues and eyeballs and stuff. But if we're gonna go down that you know cryptid route, you know we did an episode on the chupacabra. Uh, the chupacabra basically you know a vampiric you know animal, whether it's a southwestern version, which is like you know the, the coyote or wolf with mange, or let's say it's you know like a government you know engineered you know cryptid or whatever but basically it sucks the blood out of all of its victims you know its name is goat sucker you know because in puerto rico you know the first quote-unquote uh sightings of it um you know it was you know an animal that you know sucked the blood out of completely out of a goat um a goat in comparison to a cow you know is like the difference between you know my dog peppy who's like a little 35 pound you know animal compared to like a an animal that has a bathtub full of blood <laughs> so a chupacabra at its largest is you know maybe the size of uh you know a rottweiler you yeah. know at its yeah, biggest yeah. or the size of a wallaby you know if we use the puerto rican version of the chupacabra so i mean it, it, it's a fun it's a fun street to walk down to say okay maybe it's a chupacabra um, but does a chupacabra have what what the chupacabra would be just like in the predation you know it would be an animal that would attack you know a cow it wouldn't make these artistic cuts into its face it wouldn't you know uh you know specifically take certain organs you know from yeah. it and then drain its blood you there, know i don't see the chupacabra there's doing a that. lot of cases of the goats being basically mauled you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that is not in line with what the chupacabra does you're no Mutilation. If the goat is is mauling the if the chupacabra is mauling the goats, and that's not in line with cattle mutilation. No. Yep. So that that portion of it doesn't necessarily flesh out. Bigfoot doesn't flesh out because we were having a beer the other day and told me he's vegan. <laughs> and uh, I was trying to figure it out because I was like, dude, like rainbow sasquatch, like fucking beer has is made with yeast. Yeast technically is a living organism. Like, does that fucking they make vegan beer? But uh, evidently, no, all beer is vegan, evidently, because oh, yeast true. kind of comes into the, you know, mushrooms. Because it is technically a fungus. So, yeah. you know, anyway. Okay. So, it's can't be rainbow Sasquatch. Yeah, because I did see that as well. Like, oh, could, could cattle mutilation be a, a product of <laughs> Bigfoot? And because um, Dulce, New Mexico, that's basically like an area kind of like, you know, Skinwalker Ranch, where yeah. a lot of crazy shit happens. I guess there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings there as well. And, um, you know, somebody was talking about, oh, could have been Bigfoot. Okay, what is Bigfoot really doing? Let's just make a picture here. Is Bigfoot like fucking like pressing it like the ultimate warrior above its head and then drinking the blood of the cattle like directly, you know, funneling it yeah. into its like gullet or whatever and then like taking its claws and then making, you know, surgical cuts into its face and then like snacking upon its eyeball like it's a fucking uh, hot Cheeto or whatever. Like, I, if, if you sorry, look, Bigfoot, I love you, but I don't think you're the if reason. If you look at the Patterson-Gimlin film, it is it is uh, often categorized as the uh, 
a big foot kind of having a gut and saggy tits. And that's true. <laughs> that's true. That is actually, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe the language is a little blue, a little off color, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fucking, uh, but that's the beer. You know what I mean? That's the beer. That's not, you know what I mean? That is just. The, that is the, a high the, carb you know diet I mean? if I it. ever saw one. It's a high carb vegan diet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, he's vegan. He's not necessarily healthy. You know what I mean? But he's vegan. You know yeah. what I mean? He's <laughs> So we haven't really talked, like, touched upon the, like, the extraterrestrial or even interdimensional beings mm-hmm. that could be doing this. And one of the things that you brought up, Skinwalker Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch brings up this concept of an interdimensional being where uh, if if there's a portal from this dimension to another dimension that would want to come over here, they discover this portal. Maybe the government also discovered this portal, and that's why they decided to mm-hmm. set up bases in Dulce, New Mexico, and Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. places where they're maybe the the thread of the fabric of of, of time a, space, a time of space uh is something that you can travel through mm-hmm. and they're interested maybe even area 51 uh where where they all fall into this uh 37th parallel scenario <laughs> um what if they've also found out that that they can come through and they're doing ex- experiments on cows as well. And that's why we're getting such strange results like the, the, the peanut butter style hearts and the mm-hmm. blood being drained, the blood being pink, um, certain sex organs being missing, very surgical um, uh, like incisions. The, incisions. Yeah. You know, I will say if you, if they are being, I mean, fuck, they could be being taken out of time and space. And if they're being taken out of time and space, then. I'm assuming you have all sorts of time to do all sorts of stuff to them. Make sure mm-hmm. that everything is down to the fucking molecule. Fucking done precise as shit. Because you got all the time in the off world. Because if Avengers Endgame taught us anything. <laughs> <laughs> five seconds in our time could be five that, hours in their that's time. That's always a really interesting concept to me. You know, like uh, alternate realities or, yeah. or something like that. Dimensions and Alternate wormholes. dimensions. Um, and this is where it starts getting kind of trippy for me because there's always, there's like now, even now, like there's more proof of that being a real reality than like ever before. So it's not really that far fetched. Like there's more proof of that than, than, I don't know, Scientology <laughs> being a real thing. <laughs> Tom Cruise is a real man. He's a, he is a real boy. God damn it. Yeah, he is a real All boy. All right. Fucking L. Ron Hubbard granted him his manhood. After being a dummy for all, well, he's still a dummy, but. <laughs> That's the story of Pinocchio, sir. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, but UFOs, though, too. I mean, that could also be um, an explanation as well, because yeah. that's the, where a lot of these after occults, people think, you know, think that they see lights in the sky. They're seeing, you know, things that just don't add up to them, like, you know, the cauterization of the wombs yeah. and whatnot. And they go with that, you know. Um, it is being, a lot of these things are being found, you know, on the 37th parallel, which is basically the UFO superhighway. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, that could be a logical explanation as well. I always say that I'm not arrogant enough to believe that there is no such thing as aliens. Listen, Jacob saw a demon once. I and saw And if that's twice. good enough for Jacob. Twice, sir. Then aliens are definitely real. I, I, but that would also explain, you know, things like the undisturbed ground and whatnot, because they are physically removing a cow or a horse or a goat or whatever the fuck. They're beaming it up. They're beaming it up. 
they're doing what they got to do with their advanced technology because you know if these motherfuckers can roll up into our galaxy from wherever the fuck they're coming from, you know that they can they have the technology to do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they're just dropping the cow back where it was. Mm-hmm. And again, they're doing the same shit. You know, they're they're taking the eye, they're taking the gonads, they're taking the rectum, they're taking the tongue because they're they're gonna see what happens over time. They want to get all in that parts, research you know I mean? shit. Eric just talked and they're about. They're just gonna fucking drop it off, and you know what I mean. We don't need this shit. You know what I mean? Drop it like a bad habit. Take the blood. Call it good. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah, because at that point, okay, like I said, when we get into, you know, like the government or whatever, the government can buy its own cows to yep. to, to research on. Big beef, for all intents and purposes, they can buy their own cows to own research. Cows. Yeah, yeah, they can they can do that to do their own research on. But who would not have who would need to go into these people's you know, yards and uh land or whatever and take their cows but aliens, you know? You know what I think the the peanut butter heart and liver might have been? Fucking, uh, that was a fifth grader coming down experiment. They had a build your own chemistry set kind of huh. situation and they fucked it up. And instead of preserving the heart and liver, they made it a peanut butter. They said, oh, fuck. And they just dropped it. That's uh, what happened. They, made, they took that glow in the dark sand they sell on. They got the they got the equivalent of the fucking chemistry kit at Target and they fucked it all up. Oh, man. Yep. Have you guys ever heard of the hum? Yeah. You talked about it um, on one of our episodes. So the hum is really close to Dulce, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And... And I think it's interesting because similar to the way that the cows get experimented on, the hum fucks with a lot of people. It's a noise that can't be recorded. No, nothing can pick it up on oh, any yeah, microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes people go pretty much insane. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Taos, New Mexico. It's That's the where it's centered. But it's actually all over the place, especially through the seventh, uh, 37th parallel. Um so it's not just lights and seeing aliens and all those things. Like humans are being affected all the time. That's something that gets gets tested all the time. They're sending all kinds of fancy uh, micro micro microphones to go see if they can record it. And it's um, I, I think I hear the hum right now from Jacob's computer. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that. God damn it! Why are you going to bring attention to that shit? Anyway, yeah. Um, we should just have that as background noise. The hum. The hum. Well, I, I was telling Art when he came over Wednesday to install his new uh, microphone device or whatever. I said, dude, if you listen to some of the last two episodes, like to like, avoid that hum in the background from the computer overheating. Like I just put like background noise. Like for La Llorona, it was like just random like river like noises or whatever. <laughs> just to set the mood or whatever. I, I think it's louder today than ever. Maybe it's the fact that I'm so close to this, uh-huh. to, the, to the laptop today. But man. Yeah, that and it's hotter. So, <laughs> yeah. but anyways, yeah, the thirty seventh parallel has all these like fucking crazy things. The hum's one of them, and it, it's not just affecting cows; it's also affecting the way humans act. And the same. I think it's it's some sort of equivalent to the brown note. The brown note is that note that when you hear, you can't help but shit yourself. Yeah, and it's what like. But the brown note is something that can be recorded, recorded and heard. But what if this is some sort of equivalent of that that cannot be heard and causes. Uh, cattle to spontaneously go inside out and lose all their blood. It's possible. Hey, it's extremely possible. If Jay Z married Beyonce, anything's possible, <laughs> baby. Hey, hey. There's nothing but cute billionaires out there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Jeff Bezos. Keep doing what you're doing, Playboy. You getting buff as fuck, homie. <laughs> so with that said, do you guys have anything else? We have I covered mean, the. Fuck I don't want to get us. too into the. Um, into a skinwalker ranch yet and yeah and, uh, and uh why not why not art this is probably the next episode we're gonna talk about skinwalker episode ranch. 100 and the government studying uh cattle mutilation 
We're going to have fucking fireworks. We're going to have musical guests. We're going to have, I think, fucking Jeff Bezos said he was going to roll through. You know what I mean? Jim Ross said he would come through and commentate. That's right. We're going to have a commentary track behind the podcast. How about that, motherfuckers? (laughs) I just took a sip of a beer again. Oh, my God. God. By God. By God, he has a son. (laughs) By God, he's got two corgis. <laughs> like, wait, which one of us has a son? What aren't you guys telling me? Or is it me? I don't After know. we get done recording, I kind of want to show you a, a special message we got from one of our fans. It kind of touched me. I was Aww. like, you know what I'm saying? We, It's amazing to think that um, one day Art and I were just uh, driving to work one day across town to go to work at Target late night. And we just said, hey, let's start a podcast. We can do this shit, right? And then four years after that. And four years (laughs) after that, we finally got together and did it. After giving ourselves scoliosis on my cows, bending over on a little uh, $9 USB microphone, tripping over a cord on uh, some janky laptop that Art bought, and losing all of our audio and having to record again (laughs) into the wee hours of the night. Recording horribly, horrible, horrible episodes, and until episode thirty-one, I believe we invited this jabron over here uh, to get involved. That we are now becoming bigger and better every single week. So um, I nice. appreciate everybody that has downloaded one episode or a thousand, a thousand. We, we got to get so big that Jacob doesn't use trash. <laughs> Yeah, our trash our trash can in in the pod room right now is a is a bag on the fucking closet, door, which is fine. Hey, it's not friendly. Fine. Respect Jacob for being a right. friendly. Yeah, that's right. Fucking Captain Planet taught me one thing: is recycle, reduce, and reuse. Okay, you fucking jabron. But I just want to say I'm so glad we do this uh, podcast. I mean, it for me personally, it's one way to hang out with my friends, express you know artistic freedoms, and hey, it, it brings happiness to other people. You know, yeah, this is, there's not many other chances that we could all have to get around and truly enjoy each other's company and actually interact with people out there, all while occasionally making a penis joke. You know what I mean? It's Definitely. beautiful, really. Brings a tear to the eye. Mm-hmm. Dad jokes bring a, a tear to my eye, Eric, so I'm <laughs> glad you bring them every week. I'm, I'm, we, I'm, I'm glad. I want to buy a buzzer or like like some kind of like special sound effect that every time fucking like Eric tells a dad joke, we just hit that buzzer. And then we have like a little chalkboard in the background to keep a tally. Like every Ladies episode. and gentlemen, you let us know. You someone send us a buzzer or a bell or some sort of, you know, I mean, let us let us, you know, what do you want? What do you want to what hear? What do the people want? The, the millions cockawa- and millions of cockawattis out there. So with that said, Eric, <laughs> you want to bring this home? Yes, sir. Let's do this. All right. So please, between now and episode number one hundred. <laughs> And to think, I said we'd never make it. Go to the Facebook page and like the Facebook page. Like the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Get involved in the conversation. You know, go ahead and leave some suggestions for topics. Uh, check out the memes. You know, see all that good stuff. Uh, you can also go on Instagram. You can check us out. Art over here is on Instagram at robots ro- versus robots. That's robots vs robots. That is correct. You can find me at EB Castillo the first. That is EB B is in Ben Castillo the first with the number one and Jacob over here. He has his own private account, but he basically is just at Art and Jacob do America. Okay, and you can get us also on. You can get me on Twitter at EB Castillo two, two baby, two baby. Um, I just uh, recently reach, uh, retweeted a gif of uh, Detective Pikachu dancing to Sami Zayn's theme. Oh, I love that! Pretty fantastic, pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> you can contact any one of us at. Art and Jacob do America at gmail.com. 
You know what I mean? You can find us streaming on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. You know, check it all out. You know, let us know but what you think. the YouTube is better. It is better. It starts yeah, off out of sync at first, but then it syncs up perfectly and we look good. We sound good. And then Facebook, I'm sorry, but y'all motherfuckers, it's only a way to get you to watch us on YouTube Live that we have the Facebook Live. And basically, as soon as we say, all right, we're done with the podcast, like we just kind of go off into some random bullshit and we totally forget that the YouTube is still going. So you'll see, you may potentially see one of these days, you know, bonus uh, footage, uh, fucking uh, nip slip one of these days from one of the three of us. I'm not going to say which one it is. It's going to be art. But, you know, you might see it, <laughs> uh, a nip Eric. slip one of these days. <laughs> I've known <laughs> art for a decade and a half. I've never seen him without a shirt. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, once you're done doing that, once you're done going going to all those places, liking and subscribing to all those pages, you can go to iTunes and uh, or whatever your podcatcher is and subscribing, liking, reviewing. Um, and then after you're done with that, you can go to notdeadgetapparel.com. Uh, you can get a bunch of apparel. You can get all sorts of shirts. Uh, if you train jujitsu, there's a bunch of stuff there for you know uh, 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 fucking fight shorts. You can get uh, spats and rash guards, uh, hats, water bottles, all sorts of great stuff. And it goes to a lot of uh, uh, great uh, charities. They do stuff for human traffic uh, trafficking awareness. They do stuff for breast cancer research. You know, it's all dependent on the clothing line. And if you use use code E B Castillo at checkout, you get ten percent off. And then and after a pack you, of condoms, there you go. And after you're done with that. You can go to fightbackcbd.com or find them on Instagram at fightbackcbd or Facebook at fightbackcbd. And, uh, you know, you can get yourself a bottle of their uh, their CBD oil, their nighttime CBD oil, or they have actually just come out with a uh, vape cartridge. So you can get your stuff not just in oil, but also as a vape. So you can take it in that way. They're also working on rash guards. There's a big giveaway right now uh, with a rash guard and a couple of bottles. For their ghee, right? Or mm-hmm. Nah, they, they, have, they aren't releasing their ghee yet, although they have uh, teamed up with a mortal choke for a ghee. I wear size A2 for Fight Back CBD or anyone else out there. A2 size ghee. Um, but, you know, they, this is a company that is, uh, they, they support a lot of MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, athletes, a lot of professional wrestlers, um, and they get all of their stuff independently tested uh, to test the purity of their material. It is 100% organic, 100% THC-free, totally fucking legal within the lower 48, California, or uh, Hawaii, <laughs> obviously, Hawaii and Alaska, Canada. There's problems shipping with you fuckers. It's not their fault. It's your government's evidently. I'm not sure what's going yeah, so on with all that. Suck on that, USADA. But, oh, and, and for some reason, they uh, also want to let people know that if you live in Texas, they still have to charge you taxes. Because it is made in Texas. Yes. And the next thing I was to say, it is a U.S.-made product made with love, care, and understanding. They understand that you just want to be held. Amazing product. I'm going to take some tonight of the uh, lavender-infused one. I am, too. And actually, uh, uh, my girlfriend, Elizabeth Jackman, a.k.a. Elizabeth Warren, uh, she sprained her ankle pretty fucking bad a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the Fightback CBD has gone a long way into helping her recovery. Nice. And uh in her uh, discomfort levels. And number one fan, Alex Lozano, she takes it now and it helps her and her husband with all of their woes. So. Uh, you know what? Just with all of it, Alex, go check out Alex's podcast, uh, Geekly Distraction. Her and her sisters talk about all sorts of their geekly obsessions. Um, you know what I mean? I'm a terrible human being. I need of, to start following them. They're kind of, why you guys say that on the podcast, Doc? They kind of give away certain spoilers that some of us haven't listened to just because I'm trying to stay so spoiler free for certain things, Game of Thrones. But, you know, yes. it's. Uh, uh, it's still a, an interesting podcast, this too, and the three of them be, being sisters, they've got a pretty good, pretty good, uh, I don't know if it's quite our chemistry, you know what I mean? But uh, they have a decent chemistry. We love potion yeah. number nine. <laughs> all right, baby. And I think that about uh, covers it all. Art, you can tell your mommy, Booba 2, Kakawatha, stay fresh. Oh, Art, belated. <laughs>
belated happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Eric. Happy thank birthday. you for this beer. Eric bought me uh, some Belgian beavers from this Deftones beer, which is my favorite beer. That's right. And if uh, you want to give anything to Art for his birthday, it was on May the 4th. Uh, you let us know. We'll figure some out. Send me some Star Wars related stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or beer. And, or uh, beans. He will eat that shit, too. What? Yeah. Beans? Yeah. I'll eat some beans. Send him a dick pic. Only if they're already made. I'm not going to boil them myself. You're not going to boil the dick pics yourself? No. All right. <laughs> Send him a, a video of Robert Shapiro stuttering. Send me nudes. Send Jacob your hate mail. And just send him all some love. We love you guys. We really do. Thank you all very much. So until then. Until episode 100. Have a nice night. Be good out good there. Good night, Kakawates. I want a cheeseburger. Fucking beans. Thank you.